0: to show 125 of the lensless podcast and this week we carry on the theme of fairly new pinhole uh, converts and we chat with Paul Smith. Hello and welcome back to the Lensless Podcast. This is show 125 and we're joined this week, well I'm joined this week, I don't say why well, I'm saying, we. Uh, I'm joined this week by Paula Smith. Paula's a freelance photographer and you'll, if you're a Twitter person or an Instagram person, you probably come across um, Paula. She recently had an interview published with Ilford as well so you can uh, you can look at that and we'll put some links at the end of the show. Anyway, Paula, how are you doing?
1: Hey, Andrew, I'm doing very well, thank you. Yeah, uh, good to be here to speak uh, to you.
0: Lovely to hook up with you. We, we'd like to reach out to um, as many folks who interact with us as possible. So uh, you and I have been partaking in a rather strange project with a pinhole camera that has been circulating around about 15 people, I think.
1: Yeah, indeed, the um the holy box as it's been uh, nicknamed and for good reason. It's yeah, it's been yeah. amazing.
0: If if you go listeners if listeners go back to I don't know what show it was uh, with Dave uh, Wenham um probably just last year sometime um he talked about this project because he I guess bought this 4x5 camera. I think it came from a site in G- Greece as a there's a there's a guy in Greece selling pinhole cameras, and I think it's one of his, uh, if you go on eBay. Um, and so he had this pinhole camera, and I don't, I, I still can't remember how it all came about, because I probably need to listen to the show again, but uh, um, basically, this camera, there's a project formed, people who wanted to expose some pictures in this camera, and they... Um, They all took a turn. It turned up in the post, didn't it? Can you you remember the background to it all? Because I've I've got a terrible
1: memory. Um, Yeah, I think um, it it was one of those Twitter chats between uh, Dave and John. John, Uh, yeah. And they had the idea of um, sending the camera around the world. And, you know, people would get a couple of weeks with it, create what they wanted to create, and then send it on. Um, but of course then with the pandemic and everything doing the round the world was going to be um, problematic. So they, uh, focused on the UK and, um, yeah, I got an email out of the blue or, a, um, a Twitter message out of the blue from Dave saying, would I like to be involved? And yeah, I jumped at the chance because, uh, for me, that was my first, um, dabble into four by five mm-hmm. photography. So I thought that would be um, a really good way to see how, you know, I'd cope with um, large format film and developing and all of that malarkey, and uh, yeah, amazing, amazing box, absolutely. It was so well, much we'll, fun.
0: We'll uh, will 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 talk about that um, a bit a bit more. The the people who were involved. I've just gone to the. There's this little group that that we have called Dave's Pinhole Camera World Tour 2021. Now it's a bit of a mad group. I don't often participate in it because, to, to be quite honest. I just can't keep up with it. All the conversations just blow my mind. Occasionally, I dabble and I think, "Well, what are they? What are they talking about now?" <laughs> and I look at it and then go go elsewhere because I it's all too much. So John Martin—that's the John we were referring to. That's right. right. Yeah. And, um, Dave uh, Wernham, Ellen. Um I, I can't remember the names of everyone who's got weird handles. Balzac's dad. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, apologies. I probably. <laughs> I probably should know your first name. Jevon Carey, who lives somewhere near me, who I keep threatening to meet up with, but we never seem to. Uh you, Paula. Um Oh yeah, Joanne, who's um must be about my era because she's into the cure, the Smith Depeche mode and all those sort of things. Um Emma Wheeler.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, um Toby. Yeah.
0: Toby Toby V D, who's been a previous guest on the show. Alice okay. Mm-hmm. Who, um, I've had the pleasure to meet here Will Gudgeon, who folks will know from YouTube. Andrew Keedle, Mr. Trichrome, Steve Holt. I didn't I'd forgotten a lot of these people, Steve Pike, Holger Picks, and the latest Norwegian joiner, um, um, Ida. Ida, that's Ida. it. Yeah, well done there. See, people put weird give themselves weird handles and they have to try and remember what their first names are. Ida, yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyway, it was fun, wasn't it?
1: It was. And the the draft of um a zine is mm. coming together. Um yeah. so that would be a really great way to share everyone's work and yeah. um people will be able to have a look, hopefully. And uh,
0: how how did you get yeah. on with your first um, dip into four by five, be it? pinhole or should we say five by four for us English British listeners so...
1: um yeah well better than expected really mm-hmm. um I yeah the camera arrived and I got some some film holders and I bought some uh pan uh sheets and yep. I've got my my dark bag and <laughs> I dabbled around and um you know I, I didn't know what to expect, and uh, I suppose because I have had experience with developing film myself, I was you know kind of fairly confident at handling it. Um, and it went well, I think my first six sheets um, were pretty much a success, um, and then it it sort of came a little bit later perhaps in the the next batch of um, sheets that you know the mistake started to happen, and I'd forget that you know. Um, I hadn't loaded film in one holder, and you know the, the usual um, bloopers that I think mm-hmm. you know happen to everybody. Um, yeah. And fortunately, because it's foam-a-pan, you don't have to remortgage your house to uh, you know bear those mistakes. So um, yeah, it was it was good fun. And um, well, I mean, using using large format, wow, it just it's amazing. I mean, seeing the negatives on a light box is just phenomenal really. So um from there it has led me into um lensed large format and mm-hmm. uh I was yeah yeah was lucky enough to um be given a um intrepid um camera that I've been dabbling with since. So uh yeah it's it's a very it's a different way of shooting but it's for that reason it for me it's really refreshing and uh, I just really enjoying it and um, I've had a bit of a low over the summer but uh, now that autumn is kicking in I'm hoping to get back out there again and start shooting more, more yeah, this,
0: I mean it was just far too hot to do anything wasn't it really yeah yeah
1: true very true
0: and um, all those all those bright cloudless skies you know I mean who needs that exactly yeah
1: <laughs> we need the dark the dark again
0: <laughs> mm. yeah I've been a bit more active since uh, since the weather's cooled off both, um, both out in the field and also in the darkroom. But um, you got a bit too hot in the darkroom, and now it's getting a bit too cold, and I can't afford to put the heating on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's uh, never one thing or the other. There's there's probably about uh, about two weeks in the whole year when the temperature sits around twenty degrees in the darkroom. You know, it doesn't ever yeah. get. I mean, it's about fifteen out there now. I was out there this morning um, cutting some negatives up that I developed yesterday.
1: I, I are you I, in um in a shed space or a garage space? No, it's in my like garage, yeah. So yeah, it takes yeah, up yeah.
0: Uh, takes up probably 4 fifths of the whole single we have just got a single garage and there's nothing much in there. Yeah. Well, all the normal stuff you put in is now squeezed into a space about a meter a meter and a half right at the front and the rest of it is and you can just squeeze down the side as well. But the rest of it is uh, it is the Fenland darkroom.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I extended it Oh, about a year ago, so I could start doing these workshops, you know, just one-to-one stuff. Because it would have been far too small before. But yeah, it's in the it's in the garage and it's got yeah. it's built with a timber frame and uh, drywall, you know, um,
1: yeah, and yeah. some
0: some insulation in between. So I mean, it doesn't ever get awfully cold out there. But once it it does drop below ten, even when it's like close to zero outside, it'll probably drop below ten. So um, I do have a little heater in there, and I just you don't need it on for long. and It quickly warms up. To be truthful, you yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, living the dream. That's my, um, my ambition is to convert space in, in our garage for um, a dog. Yeah. Well, it's
0: easy enough to do. I mean, I've done garage conversions for, it's the third time, I think now, and you just learn each time. Yeah. But yeah, happy to, um, you know, I mean, if you ever want to come and have a look, you're more than welcome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would be great.
0: We can have a trip into the Fens and I'll show you around.
1: Yeah. But you're, yeah, you're
0: more than welcome. I don't think you'll, so far away
1: no um and well this past summer i was in suffolk for um for a few days with the kids camping and, and you know i was very aware that there are quite a few um twitter friends that are in that uh, mm-hmm. part of the world and yeah, you know, unfortunately this time around didn't get much time to do anything else aside from uh, the usual but hopefully uh, next year we'll have a, a bit more time. To... Well, it's
0: always trying to balance those, you know, time, family time, and photography yeah. time, isn't it? It's got easier as our kids have got older and they don't come away with us, you know. And Julie's very, very understanding. So our recent trip to North Norfolk, I took did take a large format, <clears throat> excuse me, camera with me, and um, she just sat with a dog and read a book, really. So yeah, nice. No, right, yeah, no, there's. I no did feel a bit. The kids. Were, um, I no, I mean when fashion. when we were when we used to go away with the kids, I think it was just I probably just used to carry my Olympus trip with me or something, you know, and it yeah. was sort of family kid shots and things. Yeah. It gets too stressful otherwise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they now moan at me if they see the tripod and it's sort of like that. No, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. let
0: alone faffing around with large yeah. large format. I I took my Toyo with me and and I hadn't actually had it out for months. And I'd got and I was completely disorganized, you know. And I, I ended up we walked onto the towards the beach area over some salt marshes and I had these sort of ideas of sort of images I wanted. And and I just seemed to have I just didn't feel prepared and my mind was in the wrong place. You know, I had I had odd bags of things that I was trying to carry. You know, Julie had our mm-hmm. old dog, so she couldn't carry. And I just felt the mind wasn't in the right place. As the week went on, I got back into that sort of whole large format zone space, you know, and um I I thought about what I needed to take with me and pack the bag a bit better and, and it got easier. Yeah. But it's um it reminded me that you know different formats come with different mindsets, I think, really. Yeah, yeah,
1: they do. Um and I, I suppose that's where pinhole for me has been freeing because it's taken less of the thought process out of it so you know worrying about what lenses to bring and uh should i have filters and you know um it's just stripped um and uh i'll just you know go up a pinhole camera and select the film i want and that's it that's sort of job done really um
0: so tell so, us a little yeah, bit. Tell us a little bit about Paula Smith. Then who is she, and how did she <laughs> get into analogue photography and then pinhole?
1: Um, well, I've I've probably like many, I've always taken pictures um, since I was a kid, and of course, you know, film was the only option. Um, and then when I got to sort of my late teens, early twenties photography became more important um and I um I suppose I became you know my friend group I was the official photographer so I was always there with the camera taking the party shots and um and then the traveling happened so I was capturing the travels and you know and it, it just became kind of the norm really to carry a camera and take um lots of random pictures um And then as I got older, it it just became much more of an obsession. Um, I got into, you know, proper photography, as it were, getting my first um, SLR and some prime lenses. And I did did a City and Guilds photography course that introduced Mm -hmm. me to developing film and uh, darkroom um, printing. And, uh, yeah, I kind of hadn't looked back, really. I've just... Yeah, I've always, so film has always been part of my process. Um, then when I got into my early 30s, I, um, because photography was just the be all and end all for me, um, I was obsessed with it. I just, I did wonder, right, can I make this a profession um, and just gradually made the transition from uh, my day job, which back then was in sustainability and running community projects, uh, to photography. Um, So I suppose coming up today, I'm kind of, I'm a freelance photographer and bread and butter work is um, shooting properties um, for estate agents, uh, architects, developers and so on. Um, and then doing event work and uh, portraiture for corporates and um, voluntary sector organizations and so on Um, and then that's kind of the bread and butter stuff and then sort of my free time is then more analog based with um, photography if I'm traveling anywhere camera comes with me um, or I'll just be Wandering the streets of London, just snapping away at whatever I fancy um, when I've got some some time off. Yeah, that's kind of a a good balance really for me. So I suppose digital is kind of the work tool, and then analog is the the kind of free time, downtime, switch off time. Um, and I I've been wondering for years. All right, when is this going to stop? When when am I going to you know not want to do this anymore? But it hasn't happened to me yet. So you know. I keep plodding on.
0: <laughs> so uh, one thing that folks do often say is, oh, I, I don't want to make photography a full-time occupation because it would take the fun out of it. But I suppose, mm. I suppose there's such a difference, isn't it, from what you do. Yeah, I mean, I just thought these days a um, tr- state agent just turned up with an iPhone, which has just got a great camera on it and took their own pictures. So I, it's quite interesting to hear that you take photographs for uh, some estate agents.
1: Yeah, I mean, men, many of them do. Don't get me wrong.
0: <laughs> the cheap ones. <laughs>
1: many of them do, um, but yeah, many of them don't as well. So uh, you know, I but mean,
0: surely all you need to do is just come with a digital camera with a wide-angle lens on it to make the living room look really big.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, and the well,
0: garden. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. And tell um, them
0: to tidy up, and do you give them tips? Because I remember next when I sorry, I'm I'm, I'm rambling there, but next door. Um, our neighbours moved house last year and I remember them saying in fact they were moaning about the, the photographer that, <laughs> that the uh, estate agent sent around so they, so I should have realised Yeah, I don't think it was just the estate agent, I think it was a photographer so yeah, I did. now I come to think of it, I did realise, um, I did know that photographers did work for estate agents so she, she was saying, oh the photographer's making a right old palaver with um... sorry for our American listeners palaver, you'll have to just google it um yeah, you know, I have to I've got to pick up the shoes and tidy this away and I've got to make it make the room look more minimalist and yeah. declutter and do this and do that and oh for goodness sake. So is that do you offer that kind of aesthetic advice to um, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Do? I mean it, me. it is quite funny because you see um, you know, the images, the, the end result images and it's like, wow, it just looks amazing and it you know, the reality is that's not real life because all the washing is behind me and, yeah. the, you know, the dirty cups have been hidden in the <laughs> sink. And, you know, it is, it is quite funny because I'm often tempted to do like a 360 shot. So I've got like the star shot of the living room, but then turn around and show all the rubbish that's just been shoved up to the other end of the room. And, um, yeah, it is. It is oh, quite, that would be a wonderful funny.
0: project, actually, you could like a little <laughs> book project. You could have on one page, you could have the pristine picture and then, and then the other side, you can have what's yeah. behind you.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, often I'll I'll walk away and I'm like, oh, why doesn't my house look like this? And it's like, well, because it's not real life, you know, no, it's, it's not. Just, no. Yeah, it's it's quite funny. I remember so. when I
0: remember when we moved here. I mean, it was a days, you know, twenty two years ago, now, days before social media. I think, yeah, it must have been. Internet was probably just an early days thing then. And um, I, I saw the photographs recently, and you look back and think, wow, the garden looks huge, you know. Yeah. And uh, the well, the dining room, which is where I'm sitting in now, which is now an office and has been for many, many years, um, that looks a lot bigger as well, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, you go and see, don't you? And you realise the the trickery that um, estate agents pull. With, uh, yeah. And yeah. if you're a photographer, you realise just looking at the photographs, well, that doesn't look quite right, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I hope that, um, I mean, generally my style isn't to go crazy, crazy wild because I do Feel it's important to represent a space, you know, yeah. true to life. But mm-hmm. yeah, when I when I look at the um, you know some pictures and it's almost fisheye proportions, you just think, oh, you you know that space is actually the size of a cupboard, but you've made it look like it's um you know palatial. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it it's uh it is quite funny. And I mean, who knows what the future brings on on that front? Because um, there is. Uh, there is less work kicking around um, for me in my part of the world. But, uh, you know, it's, it's that time now I'm starting to think, all right, maybe uh, I need to diversify again and um, start thinking about some other areas to focus on. Um, but, and, you know, I, I would hope that will be photography, but, uh, well, who knows what the future brings.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, and did the whole madness that was COVID, did that, did that stop your work? I mean, talking to Toby well, not directly, but just listening to him, interact with him online over that period, I think the times were pretty tough for yeah, a lot of I mean, freelancers.
1: It was tough, but certainly all the event work, like I had bookings, you know, months in advance and pretty much within a five-hour window, I remember one afternoon just getting email after email. Of Initially it was, you know, oh, we're postponing the event. Um, and then it was, no, we're cancelling it. Um, so that, yeah, it, we had a... Oh, well, for me as a sort of self-employed person, I think I had about a three-month panic window where we just did not know what was going to happen. And that was before the government sort of said, oh, yeah, we will, we will help self-employed people because at, at one point it was like, oh, no, <laughs> how are we going to get through this? Um, but then but yeah, it, they offered yeah. us the financial support and it sort of took the pressure off a little bit. But, yeah, in terms of event work, it collapsed overnight.
0: Yeah. I think self employed folks you had to present like previous years tax returns or something, didn't you? To, yeah, yeah. I think if you right. had a business which didn't you know let's just say where you wouldn't have had that sort of record, I think you were stuffed.
1: You were, absolutely. And for me I was one of the lucky ones. But yes, mm. I certainly have some um some photographer friends that, that weren't so lucky on that front. Um so yeah, it was it was just a mad Mad, mad time, and and then when the first lockdown um, eased up that summer. So when would that have been? Twenty twenty. I
0: don't know. It all seems like a dream, doesn't it? Now oh, it, it just does seem. Yeah. I've even stopped worrying about mask wearing. I know some people are still wearing them, but I'm. Yeah. Uh, and oh. I've not even had COVID. <laughs> oh,
1: you haven't? Wow. No, no, Gosh. and I know it. I know it's still around, but yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I think I was on, I was in on a crowded area the other day and i uh, inside i think in probably a shop and i did put the mask back on again but it's been uh it's been a while
1: yeah no it's it's pretty rare to see mask wearing now
0: it is um, yeah so when did pinhole uh where so you you obviously got you were part of the project for uh, with that uh, dave and john organized but yeah. had you had you started using pinhole photography doing pinhole photography before that
1: I had, yeah. So I was just having a look back in my um my Lightroom catalogs to try and get a sense of when I did start because mm. um I I was never never interested in pinhole photography. No. Um, when I was, you know, I was doing the photography course and I was kind of getting more into it and just like, "Nah, I'm not interested in pinhole. What do I want to put a hole in a coffee can for?" blah. Exactly. Um so and kind of similar for vintage cameras as well. I just, I wasn't interested at all. It was, um, uh, you know, not for me at that point. And then I suppose once I got um, more um, into social media and starting to look at other people's work, connect with people, and I just started seeing many more pinhole images and they just blew my mind away. Um, You know, I couldn't get over the sharpness on some of them and just this... This quality, just this extra quality. I can't even explain what that is, but just something about pinhole imagery that I'm just like, wow, this is just amazing. And at that same time, I think it was Ondo had a Kickstarter campaign for a new... Um, that was quite a
0: while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, and... I mean, I, I got into their, I think their very first Kickstarter, because I did have, a, I haven't got it anymore, but I did back there for I think, I think I went for a six by nine and then it just had a pinhole a shutter you know with a just a, a went up and down with your finger yeah you know, just on, on a on a hinge
1: yeah so I think I didn't see that one this would have been a couple years later so
0: yeah
1: I think it was what 2019 or mm-hmm. 2018 um and i backed it and i thought yeah let's let's give it a go um so i yeah it must have been 2018 because then the camera arrived 2019 and that's my first images that i found in um, the lightroom catalogue and i got the uh, medium format which the multi-format one so Mm. you've got the option of six by six six by nine or six by twelve and um that just kicked it off for me yeah just uh started playing with it just wandering around the neighborhoods taking you know random shots of buildings and so on and uh yeah it, it started from there so i use it fairly regularly um i've taken it traveling with me different places um and then from there what two years later the introduction of the four by five um pinhole from dave's uh, project there that that then introduced me into the larger format pinhole and then since then i've now added an undo um rise oh, four, what, by, four five. by
0: five have you? Yeah, yeah
1: so I, I got that earlier this year mm-hmm. so um yeah that that's kind of the the two the two pinhole workhorses that i have um, and, uh,
0: yeah, thoroughly enjoy it. So the the pictures, so I'm looking, folks who are listening to, to us chat, chattering, you can see Paula's work in two places, paulasmith.co.uk, which is her website, and there's some images on there under analogue. Um, you can also look at her other work as well, interiors, people, landscape, cityscapes, analogue, by prints, <laughs> and about her, and you can contact her to say, hey, Paula let's go mudlarking um absolutely
1: do please do
0: <laughs> on the subject of mudlarking we were we were in london Julie and I were in london a few weeks ago and i, I mean i didn't re- there was a few people like like we were chatting early i think probably before the show i didn't reach out to anybody to say i'm in london because it was our wedding anniversary and you know it wasn't really a time to meet up with folks <laughs> i've dragged it to i've dragged it to far too many um meet, meetups but uh I thought, oh, there's a picture of the Wobbly Bridge. People won't know what the Wobbly Bridge is. Americans, it's that Millennium, I think it's the Millennium Bridge you're under there with your pinhole camera. That's right.
1: Uh-huh, that's and, right.
0: Um, I was down there. Actually, we weren't quite there. We were a little bit further towards, um... oh. no, we weren't. We were a little bit, yeah, we were a little, along a little bit from there, not far, um, near the near the OXO building. Yeah, that was it. So, mm-hmm. So that bit of the Thames and... I went down on, we went down onto the, onto the mud flats and Mm -hmm. uh, met a couple of American ladies who were mud larking Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, yeah, is that a favourite haunt of yours down on the river Thames?
1: Yeah, it is, Um, yeah, I do, I mean, when the tide goes out, it is, it's just amazing going down there, you know, suddenly the noise Hmm. disappears from the road up above and people milling about so, so it's a really different sense of London. You know the big sights of London um, yeah. and then usually you're there I mean usually I'm the only photographer or have been but there'll always be um, mud lockers down there scouring for treasures in among the uh, the bricks and rubble and bones and so on so yeah, it's a it's a nice, relaxing place to go and just. Um, yeah.
0: There's um. A whole beaches down there now, proper sand and things. Mm-hmm. Which um, I had no recollection of, you know, years ago.
1: Yeah, I think uh, there's quite a sizeable beach on the where the Oxo Tower is. Hmm, that's yeah. it.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. That was like proper sand. There was people down there making sand castles and things. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah that's uh, I right. But... I don't
0: know if that's come and gone as the years of uh, cuz tides do weird things to I mean often it's just mud isn't it but that's proper beach. Yeah. Anyway, we're digressing. So you've got your Instagram handle which I'm struggling to access at the moment because I've got the yeah. wrong browser I've got the wrong browser open and I don't know, don't know what my login what so what, what can
1: So it's Paula Smith photo is Instagram and that's the same for Twitter as well. And yeah, uh, yeah you you'll see a good few pinhole shots um, through that uh, feed.
0: Let me just have a look. Paula Smith. What was it? Paula Smith.
1: Paula Smith photo.
0: Photo. This is very unprofessional. I should have had this all up before Instagram.
1: Well, how you you can imagine with a name like mine, there's um...
0: <laughs> there's a few. Yeah, there's a, a blonde haired American yeah. Paula Smith popped up when I looked earlier.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, oh, there we go. That's you. I recognize you. There we are. I'm going to log in because I can't remember what my login details are. There we go. So there's, oh, there we are. Excellent. Okay. So, um, what do you, um, people are moaning a bit about Instagram. We were chatting a little bit before uh, about how we might display our work, and you seem to use Instagram. Oh, I just want me to log in. Go away. I don't want to log in. (laughs) Stupid thing use the Instagram app to continue. Okay. Anyway, you seem to use Instagram to as a bit of a shop window, if you like, a bit of a gallery. Is that the right word?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm fairly new to Instagram. I, I kind of resisted getting involved with it. Um, so I've only started fairly recently using it. And I, I don't use it very often but it is a nice way to display images um, that i like and i suppose i'm having to look through the feed myself now um yeah none of it's professional work <laughs> so i don't actually use instagram for um for freelance work purposes but i do use it for displaying personal stuff and as i'm flicking through i think 99 percent of it is analog um and it's yeah it's somewhere to put them isn't it because i find i go out i take shots i develop them i scan hmm. them i enjoy looking at them think oh that's quite nice and usually the first place i'll share them will be twitter uh and then i think all right what what should i do with them now you know where will they live so i suppose instagram is becoming a place where i'm um, putting them and it, it I have to say though it does feel like as I'm joining Instagram everyone's leaving Instagram so I'm not it, quite sure what the future
0: will They appear on. to be I, I yeah. still I still share to it I don't really use it much like a gallery I just share what I'm up to you know yeah a um, bit like I do on Twitter I guess really yeah just, an, just another way of sort of interacting with analogue type people yeah my, my my place always used to be and still is I suppose really for images that I want to keep and refer back to was, uh, was Flickr, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I was a Flickr Pro user, and with all the cost of living crisis and me trying to save money here and there, um, I came out of the Flickr Pro program. It means I had to lose some pictures. So I deleted some photos, um, and I'm hovering under the thousand now. Uh-huh. Um, but that was always a really good way. And it's still, I, I still go to Flickr quite a lot if I want to see, well, okay, what are um, images made with this particular lens or this particular camera? It's a good way of searching like a huge database of, mm-hmm. of images. Yeah, and I used, to, yeah. I used to use it as a depository and still do to an extent if I want to share something onto Instagram or somewhere else then I just download it from the Flickr. Yeah, Flickr, Flickr. sites, are, probably I'll end up going the pro route again because I just can't get past anywhere better to store and view images on a you know, of all different formats on a laptop. You know, Instagram's fine on your phone and stuff, but yeah. Flickr Flickr does work still really well. Years ago, they used to have a wonderful community on Flickr. You know, it was it, before Twitter. Yeah. It was, um, the groups were really active, you know, a particularly with things like Polaroid stuff that I was heavily into and still am to an extent. The groups that uh, used to flourish through um, a lot of the uh, pinhole stuff, uh, not pinhole there uh, there was pinhole as well, but Polaroid stuff uh, and the early days of the Impossible Project. Mm-hmm. Um, the groups on Flickr used to be uh, used to be fabulous. And I used to used to organise meetups, and uh, they were very active. The groups are still there, but they're very rarely participated in. In uh... but it does remain a good way to look at other people's images. We have we have one for the Lensless uh, podcast. Um, I can't remember the last time I looked, looked at it, but, uh, feel free to join it and I'll try and make an effort to not you yeah. in particular, but uh, folks listening, <laughs> if you remember Flickr, we're still, we're still there. And I, th- I think folks are still. Last yeah. time I looked. But yeah, what to do with images, you know, and I suppose, yeah. um, I mean, you, you, I read as I skimmed through your Ilford interview, um, they asked you about projects and things, um, that's, some folks like to do projects but what what do you what do you what do you do with a completed project you, you are you into making zines paula are you um <laughs> blog blog post blog posts are something i do i mean
1: yeah
0: ha, have some kind of outlet for it
1: yeah that that's a really good question because um i've been <laughs> i've been aiming to make a zine probably for the past four years yeah. and um, it still hasn't happened yet uh, me neither <laughs> and i um you know, I, I kind of make murmurings of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all right, I've added some pictures to a folder that, you know, is like a project-based folder and that. Okay, right, good, first step. And then I, I've i got, uh, you know, the Affinity Publisher program that I purchased um, a couple of years ago with the intention of, you know, designing it. And so, but, yeah, life just uh, doesn't really allow me to kind of focus on finishing these things but Mm. um i would definitely love to get a zine um put together and um start to kind of focus the work into different categories or projects or whatever whatever Mm. kind of works um to then have something that's tangible so you know if if just for my own self really just to have something that i can pick up and look at in the future
0: um well you know what the answer is don't you you know i'm going to say you need to get that darkroom built yeah because yeah as i've mentioned here on many occasions um, first of all i hate scanning and now i can't scan because my epson v500 software isn't supported by oh. windows 11 oh, so, no. and so i have to go out and buy something called silver Fast or something yeah uh, and i i just can't be bothered quite frankly so, yeah uh, you know i i was making some pinhole pictures in the darkroom just over the weekend and I thought you know holding this little five by seven print in my hand is just fantastic you know yeah it's there for posterity I can as I did I just took a phone snap of it and put it on Instagram you know people seem to like to see that and it just shows it's some tangible work and if folks want to ask me about darkroom work they can
1: yeah absolutely Uh,
0: yeah it's taken the pressure off me really for a lot of social media stuff you know yeah
1: it it's so important to print work um you know i do print small six by fours um Mm -hmm. so like you know holiday snaps and kids and just general shots that i quite like that i've taken in the neighborhood or whatever just to to actually see them and hold them and then you know they get stored away in a little box and yeah
0: i mean i'm talking about darkroom but of course the most important thing is that you have something that you hold in your hand is people people might disagree with us you're feel free to disagree and um, other opinions are um, you know allowed it,
1: yeah may not, may
0: not be, they may not be right but they're allowed
1: <laughs> well I, i'm sure other people feel the same um you know yeah. I lost
0: it's a day. common thing isn't it? it's a common yeah. thing you you read about print your well,
1: work I, well i just sometimes i'll be wandering about and i'm like why do i feel so compelled to take this picture of a tree like mm-hmm. uh, it's a tree. Well, They're that's what you do. Things. It's like
0: a car. If you're Absolutely. a you take a picture of a tree <laughs> or a car.
1: Absolutely. And he, and then it's like, all right, what are we going to do with this picture? And, you know, mm. I've got hundreds of pictures that just yeah. sit on a, a hard drive doing nothing, really. And I think, why did I do that? Why do I feel so compelled to do it? But, you know, if anyone's got the answer out there, let me know. But well, I
0: know I'm your, not alone. That, that's the other good thing for Flickr because I've got um, lots of – you can – store your work into albums so I've got one called Holger Trees uh-huh. and I look at that I think well almost there's a ready-made zine there you know yeah and I've got um, you know uh, portraits of strangers and Fenland and different Fenland projects already grouped on Flickr in albums you right
1: know? wow there you go and yeah. um,
0: you know that's a it is a really good way to to categorise your work uh, and many of them these days will just be prints I've scanned you know yeah uh, I find it much easier to scan a print than I do to deal with a negative
1: yeah
0: but that's just yeah. my ineptitude and incompetence with IT things
1: <laughs> yeah but then you know we, we were talking briefly earlier about blog posts and stuff yeah. so I, I I am trying to be better about um, uh, putting blog post together and um you know it would be a good way to show more than you know four images say and talk a little bit more about them and and hopefully yeah. you know so get Dave some is, feedback from people and so on. So. Dave
0: Wenham's very good at this isn't he? He Absolutely, yeah. You know, he's putting stuff out pretty much daily. And that's his thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I suppose podcasting is um is is an outlet for discussing and not really sharing my work but at least Talking photography,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but blog blog podcasting isn't for everybody. Um, but blog blog posts, I think I, lo- I love reading them. I subscribe to many, and you know, um, I don't always respond and interact with them, but I read them. The ones yeah. I do follow, and uh, you know, Dave's is always enlightening and uh, fun and uh, and engaging. So yeah. you know, I guess it helps hone your writing skills if that's something you like to do it maybe it helps put some meaning towards your photography if that would help you
1: yeah you know? yeah definitely it's um it's certainly uh, a good outlet to just yeah. um you know share that work and um and try and kind of have it live beyond you know a place where nobody will ever see
0: um, yeah, well your grandkids and great-grandchildren will maybe one day find your images in a shoe box you know I've got a cupboard full of Polaroid pictures which probably would have faded by then but yeah. I've got I've got boxes and boxes of prints and I, I just hope that it's some kind of physical legacy my grandkids will probably throw it all in the bin I expect but you never <laughs> know do you you know no. ma- maybe they'll appreciate it for what it's what it was meant to be you know something to something for posterity
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I love looking for old photos. I mean, you know, it's just... Um,
0: Don't forget to write on the back or record something about the pictures. My yeah. mum was, was terrible. So I re yeah. all her pictures, she, my late mother. And I, when she was alive, I used to say to her, look, just write something on the back. So do you know what she did? She'd, so she'd be a picture of her and, and uh, my dad, for instance, when they we used to go off on a, on a coach trip or a bus trip somewhere. And she'd write on the back, mum and dad. Well, I said, come on. So, OK, where where was it? You know, um, Where were you at the time? What year was it? Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I forget where I was. You know, she'd go on holiday and then come back and couldn't remember where she'd been. And, and, and that wasn't any medical condition. It was just that she had a lousy memory.
1: Yeah yeah i i do try to when i make my little six by four prints or whatever i do try to um to yeah. put a note on the back but yeah it's hard because you. you you it is hard. you reel yeah. them off and then you stick them in a the box and my memory is getting so bad now often <laughs> i'll look at them and i think <laughs> oh, i can't actually remember where this was but you know i, I usually remember who's in it if, if people feature so i do i do try to make an effort to do that well to paul you've me.
0: got you've got a nice selection of pictures i I've, I've, i haven't been able to access instagram i've been talking to you i can on the phone but i'm frightened of losing the recording if i play with the phone but i'm just looking at some of your pictures that you've put up on your website so you've got a nice selection of color pictures so it's nice to see i do love color pinhole pictures not and an not not enough people do it probably because it's expensive and it's um, yeah. you know it adds a bit of cost and uh it, it, yeah a bit of cost i suppose really and or do you use a lab and stuff like that or do you do it yourself but um and of course the cost of colour film is, is um getting pretty prohibitive for many folks now.
1: It is, absolutely, yeah. I'm, I've kind of got a little stash in the freezer, um, of colour, but I can well imagine once that stash is gone, I shan't be um investing in colour as much as I have done in the past. But uh, yeah, yeah, colour is be a is bit very more selective, nice. I
0: suppose. Be a bit more selective.
1: Yeah, yeah. Colour is definitely nice for pinhole. It's um it's surprising how if you get one of those lovely blue sky days and just the well, I like.
0: Um, there's one I was looking at, which is I think towards the shard. You were probably you were almost certainly a lot closer to it than, of course, Pinhole appears. But what you've done is included loads of. Um, I think the I think the correct term is cobblestones for these sort of irregular sized stones, uh-huh. uh, and then there's probably there's probably people walking past or cycling, possibly even cycling past. It's hard to see. And the shard in the background and i just love it you know because it shows it's probably with your undo um it shows yeah. um that quality that we all know we get particularly close up with many of these commercial pinhole cameras at have look sort of how sharp they are in uh-huh. particularly particularly close up you know yeah. i remember talking to james gary and he said well it's uh, you know, you get these high quality pinholes, and they seem, and that for whatever the science is, I suppose it's because the light has got less distance to travel. It's not so corrupted by the atmosphere, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might just be making this up. Yeah. I'll sound confident while I'm saying it. And, uh, I've got no idea. True. Yeah, but it, things close up do seem to be true, don't they? If you put shiny, yeah. shiny pointy things close up to it, or in this case, uh, cobblestones, particularly if they're wet and glistening as well, that, that yeah. always works well with sun on them. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it it just, it blows my mind because, you know, if today I get, uh, I'll develop a role or get rolled back and I'm just like, I can't believe it. It's just a hole in a box. I know. It's a hole in a box. That's all it is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, And um, yeah, I think that shot, if I remember rightly, was on uh, slide film too, um, Provia.
0: Provia, yeah. Yeah. Even even braver of you.
1: Yeah, which I had never... (laughs) I think that was probably the first role i'd ever I'd ever shot in the um, the pinhole Good for and, you. uh and i've i've done it since um in fact I've got a roll I need to send off um to get done, which I think was from my suffolk holiday, so I'm hoping if i remember rightly there'll be the you know the classic sandy beach and probably mm-hmm. a bucket and spade and whatever else so yeah that's uh Hopefully, I have got some nice shots on that
0: role. Mood and atmosphere. I mean, I I spend a lot of time out in the Fens with lensed cameras. And whenever I try, the the mood of the Fens where I live, the only time I really have come close to capturing how I feel about it is either with instant film, uh, not not 3G Instax necessarily, but uh, the old Impossible stuff or the new Polaroid stuff, black and white, or Mm -hmm. Pinhole, you know? Yeah, and I'm constantly drawn back to the pinhole images. I mean, just this weekend, I made some prints from, um, you know, from from a workshop last week, and I thought, well, you know, this is. I just went out with the Harman Titan four by five, you know, like Vincent mm-hmm. was using last time, and he spurred me to get um, get my Harman four by five out. And I thought, well, this is how I this is how I see this area. You know, there's something yeah. about the. Something about the slightly sharp, slightly unsharp, slightly slightly vignetted, slightly dark, slightly moody. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it printed really well. And it, and it has something of the weirdness of the fence. And I'm struck by that looking at one of yours, Paula. It's a 6x12 uh, maybe. Um, so multi-format. Beautiful upright panoramic. It's on your website. A few shots further on black and white. Big crossing the foreground it's slightly into the sun and then the church behind it yeah and you've got um and i thought well if you want to capture the sense of place of something that's a perfect example so i would mm. you, yeah do you, thanks uh, do, you, do you know the one i'm looking at
1: yeah i do yeah the um that 6 by 12 format is is really interesting um it's quite challenging to shoot because you know, you, you kind of mm. think, all right, I know with pinhole, you've always got to get closer, but then you're like, oh, am I too close? Am I going to get the top in? What's mm. the house is going to work? But it's, um, it just always surprises me. And it's, yeah, for that particular shot, it, I think there's um, the flare coming in as well. Just yeah, a bit that. of
0: that. Yeah, a bit kind of that. Not, not, not so um, pronounced as you get in many. I mean, I like that flare of stuff, you know, when you get all the weird sun streaks going. I, I love it. But this is just enough to you've got sun just off to the side but you've mm. got still got strong blacks in the tower and the, and I just love the whole composition of it so it's just beautiful and do you know what I mean when I'm talking about I mean I don't know this place but it's telling me whoa, you know it, there's something about this image that isn't just a mm. straight shot and it's it's communicating um uh, speaking to me and saying well you know this is a there's a bit of mystery about it uh, yeah the, the, i want to know more about the place you know
1: yeah yeah you can't really be um uh a graveyard
0: (laughs) no you can't
1: um to really uh
0: add no but it's good for you for sticking the camera upright and uh taking a leaf out of something we see dave doing quite a lot don't we with his vertical panoramics
1: yeah that's very true yeah because um yeah, that it's not, you don't instantly think, Oh, I'll stick the, um, the pinhole camera this way up to no. the shot because it, it doesn't quite feel natural, does it? When you've got, no. you know, putting it on the,
0: particularly the drive if you've rod got one. On. I mean, my 6x12 is a reality, so subtle, and it's not, it's just got two pinholes. So you can't, sometimes I think, Well, I just want a pinhole in the middle, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I'm either having to position it so I've got, well, in the landscape format, it's easy because you either have the top hole. And get more sky or the bottom hole and get more ground. But when you shove it up the other way, suddenly you're thrown a bit. Am I getting more left or mm. am I getting more right? Yeah. What, what about if you just want something in the middle, you know? So, yeah. um, it's all, uh,
1: well, I, I'm certainly feeling um, the, the call cool of the uh, 6x17 format now after oh, seeing yeah. <laughs> just
0: posted this on, me on Twitter. I've moved away from it purely because I can't print it in the dark room. So oh. <laughs> I can print, so I've got a 6x17 back for my large format camera, and, and I've made 6x17 pictures, and I, I can scan them using the Lomography digit Digitizer thing yeah. you know
1: uh-huh.
0: um, but then I need to but remember I haven't got the soft I haven't got any software now for handling yeah. the, the scanning software so I've got to spend some money and I don't want to spend the money Yeah. Uh, so I've gone um, to, I've gone to 6x12 and I've been playing with 6x12 on the on the large format back you know And yeah. I've got got the 6x12 pinhole as well
1: yeah I mean of course the the one element that puts me off is the what you get for. Four frames to a roll, is that right?
0: Yeah, but you do. Yeah, but you just have to... Um, first of all, film is... You know film isn't cheap, even pan, you know. You yeah. still haven't to shell out some dosh, aren't you? Yeah. And you've still got to get it developed, whether you develop it or someone else. There's still some... Yeah. There's, there's, but it's an investment in terms of the output. and yeah. And if you want to rattle off images quickly then just use your digital yeah. digital camera
1: yeah definitely no i i, I think i'll uh, i'll be giving it a go at some point in the future <laughs> yeah it's calling me
0: yeah it's uh panoramics uh is wonderful and then you'll get sucked into the horizon uh <laughs> swing lens cameras
1: absolutely yeah, I did I think it was probably last year I was uh, I was looking at those and um, mm-hmm. managed to uh, tame the gas. Uh,
0: yeah, it's hard, isn't so, it?
1: Yeah, it's really hard. But you know, this is what's so remarkable. I think if I had been asked, I don't know, 15 years ago about, you know, analog photography, I wouldn't necessarily have thought you'd still be learning new things constantly mm-hmm. and trying right. um you know brand new formats that you'd never mm-hmm. try i mean it's you know i never feel that way with digital photography yeah. you know and um it's just it's a whole new world and i'm still constantly learning Well will probably well we'll all be constantly learning yeah and, well uh, that's what just makes it a magical format good for you You've,
0: um, mm. the images i've seen that you share and looking at your website um you're doing some great stuff so oh, wherever it you. leaves you wherever it leaves you um more power to your elbow really i hope things work out uh, still with the commercial work and, yeah thank um, you and that you go from strength to strength with the pinhole and we look forward to seeing the zine from the holy grail not the holy grail What's call it called? the holy box yes pr- whatever they end up calling the project um, yeah <laughs> i did think that i submitted some word i thought well I haven't. and then i read what other people have written i thought well i really should have said a lot more but uh, anyway i didn't say much <laughs> <laughs> Is what it is, Paula. Look, um, thank you for joining us for joining me. Thank you for um, having me, folks. Just to be reminded, you can go to paulasmith.co.uk or Paula Smith Photography on Instagram, uh,
1: Paula Smith Photo
0: Photo on Instagram, and um, and she's on Twitter as well, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm probably more active on Twitter, yeah, um, than Instagram, but you know, yeah. I am no, um, alive the, and well on both, hopefully.
0: the um, so you connect not, not everyone there's all sorts of different communities and they seem to exist sometimes they overlap sometimes they don't sometimes they're not even online but the twitter sort of group of analog folks who I interact with and there are many more that I probably don't even know about is it's a wonderful place to be if you can just yeah, get definitely. past all like all social media outlets um, some of the nonsense that goes on in t- at times but concentrate on the positive
1: absolutely and
0: um, by and large follow film photographers and most of the chatter will be inspiring and not negative.
1: <laughs> Definitely. And there's lots of, uh, lots to learn. People are there very is. generous with, you know, knowledge and, yeah. um, I've just learned an enormous amount and, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll be giving that back as well. I try to anyway.
0: That's right. Everything you learn, you just pay for Don't you eventually? Yeah. Paula, thank you so very much and uh, really lovely to speak to you and i'm sure we'll meet in person at some point definitely so have a great rest of the day and um see you at some point
1: yeah okay
0: bye-bye now take
1: care bye